Hi, folks. Thanks for coming out. And when is the last session of the day? Um, I also am aware that there's like a keynote going on pretty soon, which didn't get positioned right behind us is what we were hoping for. But, um, but thanks for coming out. Um, the other good news we have is it was originally scheduled to be myself and a marketing person here today, and the marketing person's not here. So we're probably just going to skip straight to the demo for you guys. Um, but anyway, does anyone here that's in the audience, I'm just trying to get a gauge of your experience. Is anyone here doing um, big data stuff with the Hadoop stack, like Spark or Hive or things like that? Yeah? Okay, cool, because that's essentially what we're going to be going over today. So um, we got a few slides, right? Th these are the, the folks that typically use our platform. We're actually going to go over various scenarios where these different folks would all be using the CDP platform today. Um, today we're going to touch specifically on BI analysts and data engineers, as long as some compliance managers. So, The goal of the CDP platform, however, is to allow all of these users to essentially work in their own environments without really realizing that there's a central you know, governance plane that is controlling security and aspect and their access to data. So. What we're going to really give you a view today is the admin's view and how they can provision resources and gain, give access to data to these various users. All right, so we're going to go straight into it here. So this here is the landing page um, of the, the platform we're going to be logging in. Um, it is a hosted pass platform. You guys notice we're using a browser. We're logged into cloudair.com. Um, this is a hosted platform that we manage and control. And essentially, it's going to act as an orchestration layer for various compute services within your AWS accounts. Um, so I'm going to have two browsers up today. I'm going to have Firefox, which is going to be like the admin super user. And we're going to have Chrome, which is going to be like the end user. So. Um, the format of how I'm going to show you things today is essentially a sequence of requests coming in from various people throughout the organization. Um, in this demo, these requests are going to seem like they're all coming from the same person. I think in reality, it would be various groups within the organization. But for our standpoint, it's just going to be a single person sending these requests in. So let's get started with, uh, with the request. Let's make this bigger if we can. That's not the bigger button. I didn't know if that was going to be big enough. Oh, it is big enough. All right, way better. OK, here we are. So here's a request that might come in um, within an organization at the beginning of a data project. In this case, someone is looking for an asset, essentially. Like, hey, I've heard about this data asset. I've heard it lives somewhere. I've heard it's called like a customer's data set. What can you tell me about it? Right? They seem to know a little bit about it. They know that it might live in a data lake within the organization somewhere. So let's use CDP to help answer that question. All right, so here we are with CDP. Um, 
the user was looking for a data set. So we're going to go into the data catalog portion of CDP to start discovering data sets that this user is looking for. The, the data catalog is a place where it tracks metadata around all the data assets that live. Now, this is entirely focused on AWS infrastructure here. So a lot of these data sources are going to live in places like S3. But um, let's give an example of that. So here's this particular table that the customer was asking about. And we can go in and click on it. And we're going to give information about what it, where this data set came from. So at the end of the day, they're looking for this table. And it's going to tell us information about when it was created, who owns it, and so forth. But we're actually going to show the lineage all the way back to where it came from, which is like an S3 bucket in your cloud. right? So as an owner, someone makes a request to you and says, hey, what can you tell me about this table? Here I can tell you, like, hey, it's based off this data on S3. I can also tell you about the schema itself, right? What are all the different columns and things like that? So these are the things that we expect users to be able to, to find easily within your organization. So let's say we answered that question for the user. Going back here, um, hey, thanks for letting me know that, right? So in this case, the user says, OK, that is the table that I want. However, I don't necessarily have access. So not only is CDP a platform where people catalog information, it's also a centralized control for security and governance where you can actually prevent and grant access. So let's show what that might look like from the user's perspective. This might be a SQL editor that the user is using. And they are, they're telling us I don't have access. So they're going to run a query. And below, they're getting an error message that essentially says, hey, you don't have access to this table. Right? So this is what the user is experiencing before they send that request. Back over on the admin side, we're going to go back to CDP and essentially grant access for that user. So people that are familiar with the stack or familiar with um, the project called Ranger, which is a platform for managing access. And so what we can do is we can go in and essentially manage policies around this. And so I actually have a policy that is set up already to grant access to this data set. And so we're going to go in here, and we're going to add myself the user so that they can get access. So we've essentially just added them to a policy um, this policy here, you notice it has you know, which database you have access to. We're giving that person access to all the tables in the database. We're giving them access to all the columns. We're also just giving them select permissions in this case, right? So they can go in and select. So that's what we just granted Tony access. So if we flip back over to Tony, now if I run that same query again, you see that that user now has access, right? So this user is querying data that lives on S3 in the cloud. Um, we just found out about it, but now we're governing access from the same place that we have catalog information. So that is an example of how you can do central governance here. One thing to note is that when this user did queries, there is already um, you know, nulls in certain areas because we're also doing things like masking for PII information and things like that. For folks that are into you know, column level security and things like that. There's another talk. We could probably do a whole session on things like that. But all of that stuff is also centralized, putting those enforcements on data that lives in S3. 
All right, let's go back to their next question. All right, so now they've got access. Now they're essentially wanting to do some work on that data, right? So the request is now like, hey, we're, in, we're needing some compute. We want to do some data engineering workloads on our project. We tend to use Apache Spark. And it'd be nice if we had a notebook available as well, right? So if we head back to the admin, what this admin can do is go in and essentially create what we call a data hub cluster for them. So we're going to go into an environment. And here, we're just going to have a one-click option to be able to create clusters for somebody. So here we have different options. We can do things like data marts, operational data marts, things like that. Data engineering is the use case. And here's all the projects that come with data engineering data hub clusters. You'll see things like Hive, Spark. Um, it also has Zeppelin in there. The user wanted a notebook, so we're going to show that. Give it a name. And then we essentially would go in and provision the cluster here. Right? So this is how we'd complete those resources. Now, like any good cooking show, right? I've already did this ahead of time. And so if we go back to that environment, you see that there's already a data engineering cluster here for that user. And so here, there's all the services that are available to them. And in their case, they wanted a notebook, so they can just go in and click Zeppelin and log right in and start doing data science-y things or data engineering things on that cluster. Right? All right, so let's continue on with the requests and responses here. All right, so let's say they've now processed that data with the compute cluster. Um, now they're looking to really start to publish that asset. So in this case, they're asking for more of a data warehouse on that data. They're still in the development stage, so they said, hey, can you provide us a data warehouse that has conservative auto-scaling settings so that we can keep our cloud costs low, right? So in the CDP data platform, we're going to head back to the management console. I'm going to head to the data warehouse section. Now here, we have really compute-focused data warehouse clusters that are all built on Kubernetes that are essentially auto-scaling in their own various forms. So in this case, we have two clusters here, a dev and a prod. And notice, um, we can go in and check their settings here. And on the right, this is how they will auto scale. And so they said that they wanted um, conservative settings. So I can actually limit them to the number of nodes of never going above two. I can also say that they're going to time out and suspend themselves really quickly if there's no activity on them. And so this is where I can start to say, OK, like performance is not very crucial. So I'm not going to aggressively scale up. I'm going to essentially keep things the same. right? And so those are the various options that we have there. Now, let's say they were moving along. And actually, what we can do is we can initiate some queries on this real quick. So there's a button there that lets me send it a bunch of queries so that you can uh, see how it scales, for example. So I'm going to go ahead and send those queries. I'm also going to send queries to this one, because I want to show that in a sec. All right, so if we go back to their request, their next request might say, all right, we're moving on from dev. We're now moving into production. Um, we now have you know, company executives using these. Performance is getting a lot more important. right? So we don't want to save as much money. We want to go ahead and scale up as needed. 
And so we're going to call this production. So if we go back into the data warehouse settings, you see this one has a lot more aggressive settings here. So one, it doesn't have a max. We're going to let this grow up to 40 nodes if need be. Um, it also doesn't have a wait time. Instead, it has what we call a headroom, which basically says we don't want anyone to ever wait from a query. We want to always have excess capacity in reserve so that as queries come in, it's going to be out in front of those queries and provisioning compute resources ahead of time. Right? And so that's the settings that this particular one has. So if we go back, you'll see that I started running them, started running queries on these clusters ahead of time. You can see that they already started to provision up. So they were both asleep before I started sending them queries. They both have spun up. Um, and over time, what we'd expect to see is as queries continue to go to prod, we'd expect that to continue to scale up where development would stay frozen at too. So, um, All right, so that is essentially a variety, giving you an example of a couple things. We went into the data catalog, we showed you how to find data, we went into Ranger, we showed you how to grant access, and then we also showed you how to essentially make data engineering clusters, and we also showed data warehouse clusters. So that's essentially all I wanted to show today. Um, I know we touched on a lot of different topics there, but if you folks have any questions, feel free to come up and ask me afterwards. So, thanks.